My Two Dads won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X-Files. Welcome to The Gen X-Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about laser discs. Oh, baby. Uh... I don't think it's a secret that I that I've shared that laser discs are my very favorite format of home entertainment. I got to be honest, uh, doing the research on this up until Blu-rays came out, they were a much better quality product than anything else that was out at the time. Even yes. DVDs, but only because of the compression yes. rates with DVDs. Well, that yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into it. This is going to be yeah, yeah. Tech Talk. Welcome but it, to Digital Foundry. It's just weird. <laughs> I, I didn't I just didn't I had no idea. Like well, yeah, I mean, that's the reason because, you know, laser discs were huge. They were the size of a record literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> and they only put so much they didn't compress very much on the laser disc. They didn't compress anything. Yeah, it was just that's why you know the longer the movie, it was like eight discs you had to yeah. keep putting yeah. in and out. I mean, you could really only do 30 to or 60 minutes, depending. But right. And, and the 60-minute ones were lesser quality yes. because they're jamming so much more into it. Yeah, but honestly, man, I I miss laser discs. I yeah. know that they were bulky and inconvenient and you had to flip them and all that crap. But uh, I just – we'll get into it. But I just remember I've always been a technophile. Yeah. I have yeah. always loved – gadgets and gizmos and same always been you know on the cusp of whatever new technology it yeah. is i'm a nerd yeah. that way um and i remember the first time i saw a laser disc player at a friend's house because dads back then were all like <laughs> no come check out my hi-fi sit up <laughs> you know? the old hi-fi story because yeah, yeah. it was hi-fi it was like started yeah. out yeah. it was only four speakers you didn't have a center right, speaker right it was quad sound, quad. Yeah. And so, you know, the old man would be like, come on, you, you ever seen a layer disc player? You ever seen a disco disc player? And uh, <laughs> Video disc. Yeah. <laughs> disco disc. It was fascinating, man. It was yeah. just because up until then, everything was analog. There was just tape yeah. for everything, whether it was yeah. what you were listening to or what you were watching. There was always an analog. It, it was very weird and different. Considering that everything up to that point was tape. It was space age, baby. It yeah, was sci-fi. Exactly. It was really cool. It was like, you know, and that's another thing. It was so sleek and neat and they were shiny. So shiny. Ah, they were the coolest. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right. Take yourself back. 1978. Uh, at some point in 1978, the first computer, a Hewlett Packard 3000, is installed in the White House during Jimmy Carter's presidency. Yeah, I'll put it in there. I wanted to. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, if you read my Playboy article... What I did was I lusted in my heart, and so I put that in there so I could look at pornography okay. without my wife knowing. On the internet that wasn't even invented yeah. yet. Well, that's why we invented it, so we can get some pornography <laughs> in there, so I could lust in my not, heart. Not that far off. <laughs> yeah, we had besmirch the sweetest ex-president in the entire uh, universe, but that's true. He did uh, lust in his it's heart. It's just 1978. It seemed really early. I, I was surprised. It was really early. And then I was, I was, I thought that like Reagan would come in and take them out, but he didn't. He added a bunch more. Well, he just didn't understand. Yeah, I, I think Why it was his people. TV looks so strange. <laughs> uh, in March, Movies Unlimited, the first video rental shop in the United States, opens in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah, March of 1978. It's just, again, that just seems weird. Yeah, but it makes, I mean, I remember it wasn't long after that. It was either 79 or 80 that. We got our first oh yeah uh, yeah video rental store and that again my God man that changed I, yeah my life yeah, yeah. I mean it literally changed my <laughs> life 
Uh, June, the first speaking spell is introduced to consumers, making it one of the earliest handheld electronic devices with a visual display to use interchangeable game cartridges. Really? Because the yeah. first speaking spell didn't have cartridges. Uh, apparently it did, according to the research I really? did. Really? Well, you remember speaking spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you the one thing that everybody would do would be, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. B-O-O-B-S. Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. Oops. Oops. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think the first speaking spells were just that red and yellow yeah. chunk. Yeah, and they had just a keyboard and right. Yeah, and it was it wasn't like they were doing high fidelity graphics or anything. Yeah. It was just games that you could word games you yeah. could play along. Well, yeah. so they added a screen and they added some stuff. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, before it was just that LED. You could see yeah. you know what it was spelling and stuff. But it was that's how we all learned how to spell. Yeah, December- and speak. December 11th, LaserDisc becomes commercially available in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places. Yeehaw! So LaserDisc is a home video format, and the first commercial optical disc storage medium, initially licensed, sold, and marketed as MCA DiscoVision, also known simply as... DiscoVision! <laughs> disc didn't last much longer than this. Oh, so. but they were both great. Yeah. The laser disc is diameter typically spans 12 inches, so it's a big foot long laser disc. Yeah, it's about the size of a record. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Ar- around the size of a record. Yeah. Uh, unlike most optical disc standards, laser disc is not fully digital and instead requires the use of analog video signals. What? Yeah, which is actually, funny enough, makes it better quality yeah. <laughs> at the yes. end of the day. I know it seems counterintuitive, but it, it is. Optical video, video recording technology using a transparent disc was invented by David Paul Gregg and James Russell in 1963, uh, which is I no idea it started as a transparent disc. Neither did I. It's very weird. I wonder if this was originally done for, like, NASA or something. I think it was done. It was, it was originally supposed to be, like, a storage medium. Right. I mean, not, not like a playback, like, kind of video thing. But I think when they realized that Well, they was... put something like this on V'ger. You know, they have that disc that plays all the stuff. Oh, yeah. Constantly. You on, know, wait, on what? Voyager. Oh. <laughs> it's V'ger. I am V'ger. Okay. Start your motion picture, baby. Okay. okay. Now Uh, on LaserDisc. The David Paul Gregg patents were purchased by MCA in 1968. By 1969, Philips had had developed a video disc in reflective mode, which has advantages over the transparent mode. Okay. Uh, MCA and Philips then decided to combine their efforts and first publicly demonstrated the video disc in 1972. I can't believe that MCA from the Beastie Boys. Yeah. He was was so super young at the time. Yeah. And he came up with the LaserDisc. Yeah, it's crazy. The disco disc. Technically, he just bought it from the guy that came up with it. Had good vision. <laughs> LaserDisc was first available on the market in Atlanta, Georgia on December 11th, 1978, two years after the introduction of the VHS VCR and four years before the introduction of the CD, which is based on LaserDisc technology. Okay. Uh, we will be discussing the CD later this month. Yes, we will, but this is the CD's granddaddy. It is. It is. Uh, Pioneer Electronics later purchased the majority stake in the format and marketed it as both LaserVision, the format name, and LaserDisc, the brand name, in 1980. Cool. Phillips produced the players while MCA produced the discs. He did. He produced all the discs. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> the Phillips MCA collaboration was unsuccessful and was discontinued a few years later. And then he joined the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and then he started the Beastie Boys, <laughs> yes. yeah. LaserDisc was launched in Japan in October 1981, and a total of approximately 3.6 million LaserDisc players had been sold before its dis- discontinuation in 2009. Oh, yeah. It was so much bigger in Japan than oh, it was yeah. here. Oh, yeah, huge. Because they're a lot smarter than us. <laughs> they are. Uh, in 1984, Sony offered a LaserDisc f- disc format that could store any form of digital data as a data storage device similar to the CD-ROM, which would come later, uh, with a large 3.28 gigabyte storage capacity comparable to the DVD-ROM format that would arrive 11 years later in 1985. That's an insane amount of storage, considering everything was like 56 In 1984, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For 12 gigabytes? I mean, there was not even that. I mean, it was, yeah. I I mean, those, the little floppy floppy disks, the little tiny ones would hold... 10 megabytes 10 megabytes, yeah. Like 50 maybe, if even that. I know the big uh, five and a quarter inch ones would hold like 100 kilobytes. It it was like, ah, but you didn't need anything else. There was nothing, you know. It was all text stuff or, you know, crappy games. Programs, yeah, but not, not, definitely not for video and and audio. Paint. Paint. (laughs) The first LaserDisc title marketed in North America was the MCA DiscoVision release of Jaws on December 15th, 1978. That is the most 1970s sentence I think I've heard. The DiscoVision version of Jaws. Uh, so the earliest laser disc players employed gas helium neon laser tubes to read discs and had a red orange light. Okay. Uh, in March 1984, Pioneer introduced the first consumer player with a solid state laser, the LD700. It was also the first laser disc player to load from the front and not the top. Okay. I had no idea that there were top loading lasers. I always just thought they were trays. Yeah, it was weird. It was like I want to say there was there was like a top opening, and then there was now see I'm misrepresent your misrepresentations misremembering because I keep thinking there was like a square like chunk thing you put in there, but it was just the disc I think I, don't think, I think when you were loading them if I remember correctly, I think when you they loaded them in the front, it wasn't like a tray, I think like a cassette type thing came out, and you put the from the early ones that the I remember. Early ones, yeah. That you put the disc in, and then that would, then you would insert it essentially into the machine. I think so. I just, because I, I had, when I finally got one, mine was a front loader, yeah. and it was just a tray, and it played. Right. right. It would just pop CDs out. And pop and it in. Played, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a multi disc player. Yeah. Most LaserDisc players required the user to manually turn the disc over to play the other side. Uh, a number of players, all diode laser based, were made that were capable of playing both sides of the disc automatically using a mechanism to physically flip a single laser pickup. That's dope. I didn't have that. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, then you still, for most movies, you would have to pause and put another disc in at some point. Hey, it just, it was worth it, man. I, well, yes, for the quality and stuff. Get yeah. up and get yourself a pee or get up and get yourself a drink or something. <laughs> Pioneer produced some multi-disc models that would hold more than 50 laser discs. It's like a size of a Yugo. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like your refrigerator sitting exactly. on top of a laser display. Good Lord, that thing must have been expensive, oh, too. Yeah. Uh, one company offered for a short time in 1984 a laser stack unit that added multi-disc capability to existing players, like the Pioneer LD600, the LD1100, or the Sylvania Magnavox clones. That was something that they did back then that they don't do now at all, is they used to, like... Add cool peripherals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember the ColecoVision had a port where it had 
an entire Atari you could plug in and play right. all your Atari games on your ColecoVision. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, every you could. It, you didn't have to buy everything back then, apparently, right, or right. buy new stuff. You, you could build on your technology. Yeah, yeah. I miss it, that. It's like the uh, when HD DVD came out and and uh, Microsoft released the little extra player that would be attached to the... Uh, Xbox? The Xbox. Oh, yeah. 360. Yeah. yeah I yeah. had one of those. You just had to plug it in, and it was like, yeah, so did I. So did I. I was sure. I was sure that HD DVD was going to win the format wars because <laughs> porn hit it first. And oh, the way the porn yeah. goes is usually the way consumer goes. But, yeah. you know, I guess Sony. Sony is a very powerful yeah. company. <laughs> Sony is more powerful than porn. That's yeah. how powerful <laughs> Sony is. That's true. That is very true. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about Sony next week when we cover the Walkman. And porn. Yeah, and, and covering porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, although the laser stack, it did require the user to physically remove the player lid for installation and attach. It was attached to the top of the player. So you literally, it wasn't just like, hey, it snaps on. You had to actually do some work. Yeah. And like take your laser disc player kind of apart. Look, any sort of technology back then was a pain in the ass like yeah reel-to-reel yeah. tape was much better than regular tape but yeah. you know and you could put it that was the way that you could have like six hours of music you just right right put your reel-to-reel tape on but man you know stringing that thing through and yeah the way it would get caught up and all that crap uh laser stack holds up to 10 discs and can automatically load or remove them from the player or change sides in around 15 seconds not bad yeah most players made after the mid-1980s are capable of also playing compact discs. Uh, these players include a 4.7-inch indentation in the loading tray where the CD is placed for playback. They also had, it was a very short time, but they had these like weird 7-inch discs. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and you remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, yeah, they did smaller ones, yeah. Yeah, and it was like they could all, you could also play those on the laser disc. Yeah, I don't even yeah. remember what those were for. Uh, it would be like single. I think they mostly were done for promotional things. Okay. Because um, I definitely like CDs had kind of the same thing where the CDs were like two and a half inches or three inches. And then it would just be like one song on this CD. But it would be the like mini a promo- Yeah. yeah. It'd be like a promotional thing. There were singles yeah. and CD singles. Yeah. Uh, but they were tiny. They were small mm-hmm. like in compared. And, and laser disc did the same thing. Uh, at least two Pioneer models also operate as a CD changer with several 4.7-inch indentations around the circumference of the main tray. So you, you actually, they had like five indentations around oh, yeah. it. You could put it in so that way it would just spin your CDs around. You get hours of music. Yeah, the multi-disc thing. That was really popular. You could just throw five. Great for parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Six CDs and you don't change mm, there them. There you go. And then there were they, the multi, I had one of those multi uh DVD players. Oh, yeah. Where you just like throw five movies throw, in. Oh, yeah. Take and an edible go. and then you're done. <laughs> it's like our, our friend Jana has a CD player that it holds like 400 CDs or yeah. something. Like they're all vertical, like less than vertical. So crazy. And it's like her whole collection is just in her CD player all the time. I have so many. I mean, we'll talk about this next week, but I have so many or two weeks from now. I have so many F and CDs under my yeah. bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, the Pioneer DVL9, introduced in 1996, is both Pioneer's first consumer DVD player and the first combination DVD LaserDisc player. Very cool. Uh, I It's so funny. I had no idea that the first DVD player came out in 1996. Yeah. It, three years later, my very first DVD player was a Pioneer, and I had no idea that they were the forerunners of the... Of oh, yeah. The, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I, 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 the first one that I remember was 99 as well because 
it was a, my friends. We were all turning thirty. Yeah, and we did this thing where we'd all pitch in and get somebody a big gift. No, oh, nice. They got me headshots, which was really oh, nice. nice. I kind of wanted a DVD player, but whatever. Um, yeah. The DVD player <laughs> would still be around today. Well, it would have probably done me more good than my headshots did. But uh, we got a buddy a DVD player, and I just remember like we were all just crazy. And I got one. My first DVD player had Divix. You remember Divix? Oh, yeah. That's the Pioneer one I had had the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I ever used Divix. I, 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 it was weird because before that, I was just using, like, like my computer tower would play DVDs. Right. You know? Like, I, I would just be like, whatever. But I finally broke down and, and bought an actual DVD player. And, yeah, I don't – I never – I tried to, like, to burn Divix DVDs or whatever or, like, see whatever it was. So just, it, yeah. And it just never really worked. Well, I remember – because I bought – I think my first was a ProScan. Oh, yeah. And I just remember the idiot at Good Guys or wherever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being like, well, you're going to want to get the Divix. <laughs> you know, without the Divix. The future of the... Of the, the future of the yeah, home entertainment is Divix. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll take the goddamn yeah, Divix. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> no, not even I know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it was super weird. I Also, I'm pretty sure that the first DVD player I had was region-free. I don't think at that point they had been locking them in to the various regions. Of that I point. don't know if they did. I just I, I also remember my first DVD that I bought was Austin Powers. Oh, nice. Yes. I don't Actually, remember my first Laserdisc. I don't remember my first DVD. I'm sure it was probably Fight Club or something stupid like that. Well, I only remember Austin Powers because that was like the most popular DVD at the time. Yeah, yeah. And everybody yeah. had Austin Powers. Well, I'd made up for it by buying over 1,500 more DVDs Jesus. as the years went on. <laughs> Good Lord, you and me both, man. Uh, a couple of dorky Tuesday morning Best Buy dorks oh going there God. spending Constantly. all your damn money. Constantly. But look, when the apocalypse comes, we got plenty of movies to watch. Uh, I actually sold most of my DVD collection and got about three months' worth of rent out of it. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> that was a while ago. That yeah. was a while ago. Uh, so why Laserdisc? Why is Laserdisc better than everything else uh, up until Blu-ray? Why, Adam? Uh, Laserdisc had several advantages over VHS, which is available at the time. It featured a far sharper picture with a horizontal resolution of 425 television lines for NTSC, while VHS featured only 240 television lines. Yeah, and if you think about it now, it's like, what, 2440 is the, is the 4K, technically the 4K. 1440, 2440, 1440. Yeah, yeah it's, 1440 is the more standard, but yeah. But still, I mean, that's like 10 times the res- oh, resolution. Yeah, yeah. Of, and this was, you know. But the thing is, it's like, unfortunately, and I, I, anybody who's listened to the show knows this old man rant coming, <laughs> is I honestly believe that older movies look better on older yeah. technology. And yeah. I think in terms of cinema, in terms of the movie experience yeah laserdisc copied that perfectly like i, th- yeah. I think it wasn't too crisp and it wasn't too yeah not you know what yeah I mean? yeah uh super vhs released in 1987 reduced the quality gap having a horizontal luma resolution comparable to laserdisc but horizontal chroma resolution of super vhs remained as low as the standard vhs about 40 television lines, while Laserdisc offered about 70 television lines of chroma resolution. Goodness. Ah, I bought into that stupid Super VHS crap and bought one of those. <laughs> I did I did have an SVHS yeah. player at one point, and I don't think I ever actually bought any Super VHS I had like two videos. or three, and I was like, oh, I'll put all of my stuff on it, and then I'll have a I, great uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, archive of it. And you know. I, I was the moron that was like, oh, I'll get the SVHS and record all my stuff. 
and then I would make it the extended play and it'd be eight hours and the resolution would go crap anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was so much fun. You remember that? You remember setting your VCR? Oh, yeah. And like, oh, shoot. I, oh, I forgot to set it for the Simpsons. Like, it was heartbreaking because... There was no recourse, man. You missed it. You no, missed you it. missed it. That was it. You were hoping maybe sometime during the week they would show a rerun, maybe. The summer, not even the week. Uh, maybe yeah. they would show during the summer a rerun of the show yeah. that you missed. Yeah. But it was, you know, they only had so many weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah. I only have one VHS tape still, like something I recorded off TV, and it was from about 1986, 1987. Oh, wow. Uh, the Stephen Banks Home Entertainment Center. I still, and it's available on YouTube now and nice. Amazon Prime and all that, and much better quality. But I still have that VHS, my handwriting, from when I was nine years old. I still have a bunch of VHS. I have, like, uh, my Groundling show. Oh, yeah. Eat, Lab, and Die. Oh, wow. That's what we called it because it was the lab. She, she was stupid. <laughs> uh, but I have a bunch of – I have my uh, award-winning student film on yeah. VHS still. But it's only on VHS. Right. And, you know, all this stuff is only on VHS. I have a bunch of stuff that yeah. I don't have uh, on any other media. So it's it's yep. basically unplayable because I don't think – I don't. I may have a, a, a I, VCR somewhere in the house. I, I don't anymore. I don't think so. I think I got rid of mine. Uh, but I, but I, cause I was like, I'm never going to use it again. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, technically my thesis project, my film thesis project is on super 16. And I can't do anything with it Yeah, because I don't have a projector. Well, we do actually. We have a projector. Oh, do we? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's, it's an eight millimeter projector. Oh yeah. 16. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy because you used to have a, a, like a VCR DVD yeah. combo and yeah. I kept saying I need to transfer this stuff right right never did i technically still have a dvd burner like it's underneath my console right. like somewhere in my bedroom and and it's still there and it technically still works but i don't have a vhs player anymore no. so well we could talk to our friend uh talk to jules jules yeah, yeah. she's a vhs head she, oh yeah if you oh, want to yeah. we did a vhs show a couple years ago you should check mm-hmm. it out great interview with jules brudek uh yeah great filmmaker yeah, yeah. Uh, so Laserdisc could handle analog and digital audio, whereas VHS was mostly analog only. Uh, VHS can technically have PCM audio in professional applications, but it's very uncommon. Yeah. Uh, and the NTSC discs could store multiple audio tracks. Uh, this allowed for extras such as director's commentary tracks and other features to be added onto a film, creating special edition releases that would not have been possible with VHS. That was the thing that was so cool because, yes. you know, everybody who had a DVD player knows that it was just probably way too many special extras. Yeah. But that was the thing, man. As a cinephile, you could go in, you could listen to commentary, you could watch the deleted scenes, you could watch this and that. It came with all of this stuff. This was for cinephiles. This was for for people, snooty snoots like me, who loved movies, and there was nothing better. You know, later on down the line, we'll get into Dave's laser disc. (laughs) I, I, for me, like, because I was never, I was, it was a little too early for me with Laserdisc, but special, like, special edition DVDs mm-hmm. was a huge draw yeah. because I was a filmmaker and I wanted to hear directly from the director of him talking about how he shot this movie. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge thing. Uh, disc access was random and chapter based, like the DVD format, meaning that one could jump to any point on a given disc very quickly. Oh, yeah, plus the fact that you could fast forward and reverse and different yeah. speeds and. Yeah, by comparison, VHS would require tedious rewinding and fast-forwarding to get to specific points. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there's actually there. I, I didn't go into any detail on this, but there's actually three different formats of of LaserDisc, and the original one, the st- kind of standard, which does the thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually had every single frame of the movie had a s- specific number. Oh wow! And you could type in the number. And yeah, go yeah, yeah. Specifically that frame. That yeah. was so amazing. Yeah. It really was, and it's a good thing. We don't want to bore the audience with too much text. No, 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 no. Uh, Laser discs were initially cheaper than video cassettes to manufacture because they lacked the moving parts and plastic outer shell that are necessary for VHS tapes to work, and the duplication process, which was much simpler. Oh yeah. A VHS cassette has at least 14 parts, including the actual tape, while Laserdisc has one part with five or six layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just plastic, essentially plastic discs. Sure. A disc can be stamped out in a matter of seconds, whereas duplicating videotape required a complex bulk tape duplication mechanism and was a time-consuming process. Ugh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. By the end of the 1980s, average disc pressing prices were over $5 per two-sided disc due to the large amount of plastic material and the costly glass mastering process needed to make the metal stamper mechanisms. Due to the larger volume of demand, video cassettes quickly became much cheaper to duplicate, costing as little as a dollar by the beginning of the 1990s. Yeah, plastic was cheap. Once you get your manufacturing down, that's it. Well, it's just funny that by the 1990s, they cost a dollar, and they were selling VHS cassettes in the late 70s for like 90 bucks. Well, because it wasn't a consumer. I know. But, you know, they wanted to do – man, the studios – Freak the f out over any sort of technological yes. Yes. Uh, advancement, yes. and they were so effing scared of VHS that you could only do rentals. Yeah. And the way that they did that is, unless you were really rich, you couldn't yeah. be a VHS collector because it was a you had to like order them straight from the from manufacturer. The, yeah, you couldn't yeah. just buy them at the stores. Right. right. And each copy was seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars. Because they figured that the rental people would it would pay for well, that's, itself. Yeah, and, that's what kind know. of kind of pushed the rental market to happen. Right, was that it was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this, and then rent out to my friends for four bucks a pop. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, laser discs potentially had a much longer lifespan than video cassettes uh, because the discs were read optically instead of magnetically. No physical contact needed to be made between the player and the disc, except for the player's clamp that holds the disc at its center as it's spun and is read. Yeah, there's nothing to wear out tape. Yeah, eventually will wear out. As, that tape, yeah, as no. a result, playback would not wear the information-bearing part of the discs, and properly manufactured laser discs could theoretically last beyond a lifetime. I mean, they literally could theoretically last forever. Good. Uh, by contrast, the VHS tape held all of its picture and sound information on the tape and a magnetic coating, which is in contact with the spinning heads on the head drum, causing progressive wear with each use. Although later in VHS's lifespan, engineering improvements allowed tapes to be made and played back without contact. All right. Which is super weird. It is I did weird. not know that was a thing. Neither did I. Uh, the tape was also thin and delicate, and it was easy for a player mechanism, especially in a low-quality or malfunctioning model, to mishandle the tape and damage it by creasing it, frilling, a.k.a. stretching its edges, or even breaking it. That <sighs> was the worst. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst when you got your tape caught in there. Yeah. And then you have, especially if it was an effing rental, right? Oh, my God. And then you got to yeah. so delicately take it out to not snap yeah. the thing. Sometimes you have to take apart the... It happened, for me, it happened a lot more with uh, audio cassettes than it did with the VHS stuff. Oh, yeah. But like, he, that's yeah. why I always kept, kept a pencil in your car. Just, so turn, turn, turn. Scoop up them turn, scoops. Turn. <laughs> By the advent of DVD, LaserDisc had declined considerably in popularity, so the two formats never directly competed with each other. Uh, with standard play LaserDiscs, the user can jump directly to any visual frame of video simply by entering the frame number on the remote keypad, a feature not common on DVD players. Beep, bop, boop. Well, because it was compressed. You couldn't do that. Like, yeah. You know, you couldn't be as precise because you had compressed right. all the information. Right. 
The format's instant access capability made it possible for a new breed of Laserdisc-based video arcade games, and several companies saw potential in using Laserdiscs for video games in the 1980s and 90s, beginning in 83 with Sega's Astron Belt. I don't remember Astron Belt. I don't remember that either. Uh, Cinematronics and American Laser Games produced elaborate arcade games that used the random access features to create interactive movies such as Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. I remember both of those, baby. They were amazing. Oh, my God. I spent so much money. I, it Dragon's was, it Lair. Just, it, it's like I'm I'm playing a movie. Yeah. It's so crazy. And when you're at the arcade, you knew because then uh, all of a sudden people would start crowding around. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, this guy's going to beat Dragon's Lair. <laughs> and then there's that one part where you got to go bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Three little bloop, bloop, bloop yeah. dodges and everybody effed that up. And it was like, back to the beginning, baby. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just sunk $80 worth of quarters <laughs> into this damn thing. <laughs> Similarly, the Pioneer Laser Active and Halcyon were introduced as home video game consoles that use Laserdisc Media for their software. Cool. I don't remember either of those. Yeah. In contrast to the – there was another thing, too. I didn't include this. But one of the, the benefits that Laserdisc had over DVD is that DVD had areas that you couldn't skip past. Right. Like the warnings about piracy and all that. Laserdisc was not that way. Oh, no. You can get past anything. Yeah. In contrast to the entirely digital DVD, Laserdiscs use only analog video. As the Laserdisc format is not digitally encoded and does not make use of compression techniques, it is immune to video macro blocking, most visible as blockiness during high motion sequences, or contrast banding, subtle visible lines and gradient areas such as out-of-focus backgrounds, skies, or light casts from spotlights. Also, like, if you look at blackness, dark... Yeah, it, it gets very kind of it very pixelated yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. or it gets that whooshy yeah, whooshy because of the MPEG two encoding process. That's uh, the, the yeah. actual term whooshy whooshy whooshy. It gets whooshy yeah. whooshy. Yeah, it's true. That is, they have a whole Sony has a whole <laughs> section in their handbook about whooshy whooshy. It's like eighteen pages long. Yeah. <laughs> DVDs use compressed audio formats such as Dolby Digital and DTS for multi-channel sound. Most Laserdiscs were encoded with stereo, often Dolby surround CD quality audio, sixteen bit forty one point. 44.1 kilohertz tracks, as well as analog audio tracks. DTS encoded laser discs have DTS soundtracks of 1,235 kilobits instead of the reduced bit rate of 768 commonly employed on DVDs with optional DTS audio. Gibbity, gibbity, gibbity. Meaning the sound was better with laser disc. Yes. That's what that meant. That all that gobbledygook <laughs> just meant that the sound was better with laser disc. Well, again, because it wasn't compressed. Because yeah. it was, you had the full, rich range. I mean, right. if you, I mean, look, look at a, a picture. If a picture yeah. is all of its pixels, you see it. If a picture is compressed, you can tell when it's compressed as yeah, well. Yeah, oh yeah, you oh know? yeah. Definitely. Not so much today, but back then, yeah. definitely. But even still, even still today, <laughs> it definitely comes yes. up, yeah. Uh, damage spots on a laser disc can be played through or skipped over, while a DVD will often become unplayable past the damage. Yeah, one scratch and that's that. It, at, you're done, yeah. Despite the advantages over competing technology at the time, namely VHS and Betamax, the discs are heavy, weighing over a whole half pound each. Yeah, I got real ripped. I know, I it just, just they were trying to make this as a negative for the laser disc, and I was like, they were like, they weigh eight point eight ounces. It was, it's like, well, it's like a record, man. It wasn't not, the VHS weighed like two ounces. I mean, what? Are they, okay, four probably. Just nitpicking at this point. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were cumbersome though. They were definitely big, and it was they were more prone to uh, uh, than a VHS tape to damage if mishandled. 
uh, and manufacturers did not market Laserdisc units with recording capabilities to consumers, it was always that awful. Like, because I remember the very first time I saw Laserdisc was at like a camp, mm-hmm. and and it was one of those those TVs with the RGB, like, oh, yeah. where it projected up yeah, the, the various colors. Pull it open. We had yeah. one of those as a as a kid with the three different. Yeah, because one of the one Projectors. of the guys, the counselors or whatever, was a huge technophile, nice. and 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 he used the camp's money to buy all this stuff. Oh, very cool! Which was cool, you yeah. know. But I remember he pulled it out, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so shiny! That shiny laser just." And then one kid goes up to grab it, and the guy's like, "Nope, you're not touching this." <laughs> yeah, he's got peanut butter all over his face. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme! Like, well, no, I want to just, I want to look at my face, and it's like, okay, sit down, kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was that kid you? No, 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 God, no. Okay. I was I was scared to touch any of it because it looked all expensive. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, also, because of their size, greater mechanical effort was required to spin the laser discs at the proper speed, resulting in much more noise generated than other media. True that, and that would be the first thing that went out. Your motor would yeah. go out from the laser disc player. It takes a lot of power to throw that half pound disc around in a circle. <laughs> Loud, so loud. Can you hear the movie? It sounds like the PS5 now. When you start playing a heavy graphical game, it's like, nah. yeah. The space-consuming analog video signal of a Laserdisc limited playback duration to 30 minutes in standard play or 60 minutes in extended play per side because of the hardware manufacturer's refusal to reduce line count and bandwidth for increased playtime. Yeah, I think Star Wars is something like six sides or something. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. And when they first started coming out, they only printed the discs on one side. And, like, if you put it in wrong, a little turtle would pop up on his back, and it would have a uh, – he had – his belly was the laser disc. Oh, no. And it would say, you need to play the other side. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The line count the, – because the, the manufacturers ref, re, refuse to reduce the line count like they do in VHS. VHS tapes have a 3 megahertz video bandwidth, while Laserdisc preserves the full 6 megahertz bandwidth and resolution used in NTSC broadcasts. Nice! So it essentially, Laserdiscs are more like what you would see over the air. Sure. So basically, all of this gobbledygook (laughs) that you so painstakingly research, and it's great that you're doing this, because I didn't know a lot of this stuff either. Yeah. But it just boils down to Laserdisc good quality. It was better than anything else going on at that time. It was definitely better. Uh, another significant issue uh, unique to laser discs is one involving the inconsistency of playback quality between different makers and models of players. Really? Yeah. On the majority of televisions, a given DVD player will produce a picture that is visually indistinguishable from other units. In contrast, laser disc playback quality is highly dependent on hardware quality, and major variances in picture quality appear between different makers and models of laser disc players, even when tested on a low to mid range television. Right, because if you don't have a proper motor, if you don't have a, yeah. the proper opticals, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of it's going to suffer parts yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it and I mean, in the end of the day, it essentially was just forcing you to buy better everything. <laughs> well, also look, I mean, any lower quality. Any lower quality product isn't going to be as good. Oh, no, no. You, know, you get to the point where it doesn't matter. Like when we got to the point where you could buy a VCR for 15 bucks yeah. or a DVD yeah. player for 20 You know, yeah. they were 600 to to $1,000 when right. they came out first. But right. once you get it down, then there's kind of a standard. But at the beginning, it really matters which oh, one yeah, you buy. Oh, yeah, it de- definitely does. Uh, the obvious benefits of using high-quality equipment has helped keep demand for some players high, thus also keeping pricing for those units comparably high. In the 1990s, notable players sold for anywhere from $200 to well over $1,000, while older and less desirable players could be purchased in working condition for as little as $25. Yeah, used. 
Yeah, and you don't want to use those. No. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. No, I mean, you might as well just have VHS at that point. Yeah. Laserdisc did not have high market penetration in North America due to the high cost of the players and the discs, which were far more expensive than VHS players and tapes, and due to marketplace confusion with the technologically inferior CED, which also went by the name Video Disc. Yeah, that's the one that I think had the box, had the... Yeah. It was it, CD was developed by RCA and was most like a phonograph that could produce sound and images. Yeah. It, was, it was it was not digital at all. No, it was all analog, but it was it was like a, a and it was not good quality. Not at all. Yeah. While the laserdisc format was not widely adopted by North American consumers, it was well received among videophiles due to the superior audio and video quality compared to VHS <laughs> and Betamax tapes. Oh yeah, finding a place in nearly one million American homes by the end of 1990. Uh, the last title released in North America was Paramount's Bringing Out the Dead in October 3rd, 2000. Yeah, with... Uh, I didn't... I had no idea they were making laser just that late. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and um, the dude from Roseanne. John Goodman? And John Goodman. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's good. It's kind of in the same vein as After Hours or those kind of smaller films that he yeah. did that were kind of a, a departure from all the mob crap. <laughs> the huge, <laughs> giant, epic stories yes. he would tell. Still a good movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, film titles continued to be released in Japan until September 21st, 2001, with the last Japanese movie released being the Hong Kong film Tokyo Raiders from Golden Harvest. Nice. The last known Laserdisc title is Onto Station Volume 1018, a karaoke disc released on March 21st, 2007. Yeah, that was a good one. That's crazy to me that it was all the way produced, all the way up to 2011. Well, because or 2007. laser discs were still prominently used in karaoke yes. because there was yes. so, it was just a lot more it was better e- quality. And being able to jump from song to song. Yeah. And, and there were yeah. you know a lot more songs on the disc. Yeah. So yeah. for a long time, I mean, that's that's what kind of kept it alive for so many years, yeah. especially in Japan. Because there's right. a lot of it was huge. Know, karaoke bars there. Big in Japan. Uh, production of laser disc players ended in July 2009 when Pioneer stopped making them. Uh, Pioneer continued to repair and service players until September 30th, 2020, when the remaining parts inventory was exhausted. That is awesome. That is amazing yeah. to me that it was just a few years ago. Crazy. That's crazy. It was estimated that in 1998, Laserdisc players were in approximately 2% of U.S. households, roughly about 2 million people, or 2 million households. By comparison, in 1999, players were in 10% of Japanese households. Yeah, well, they like technology. Yeah. You know, and they also are, look, <laughs> Americans are lazy. We don't care. Most most Americans don't give a crap as long as yeah. they can see it. Yeah. You know, they don't care. Yeah. You know, they're just like, what, what do I care? That's why people watch crap on their phones. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, the Japanese take their their technology very seriously. They That's take, why they I. They take their entertainment yeah. very seriously. Exactly. As do I. I don't. This is why I am a huge proponent of Sony. Yes. Sony, they produce quality products. Very good products, except for their. TVs. No. <laughs> Their TV's great. I just, TVs, the TVs used to be really good. Look, I love I, – okay, I have a Sony TV that I purchased during the pandemic. Yeah. It's a mid – you know, it's like, you know, any your $800 to $1,000 yeah. TV. It's not the the super not L- like OLED or whatever. $10,000 yeah. TV. But it's a good quality 4K. It's yeah. got – but – it's a smart TV, and I swear, man, if I had to do it over again yeah. and they offered them, I would not get a smart TV. There's just too many crap, too many things to go wrong. Yeah. Plus, they just did an update on the TV. Yeah. And now it just yeah. freezes all the time. Well, this is why Sony needs to – they need to have their own OS on it rather yes. than using, like, Android or something. Android is garbage. It's garbage. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Paramount – 
the Paramount Plus app, it takes like, I don't know, anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute for it to just deal. And it yeah. looks like you're watching the worst messed up VHS tape and you took the <laughs> tracking and just went bleep. Yeah. You know, it's so pixelated yeah. and garbage. And then it, you know, and then it still garbageizes. Right, right. You know, it's just the streaming for the Paramount Plus Android app is awful. Awful. Yeah, I don't I, I would definitely not blame the TV. I would blame the software. Right. Because I Paramount Plus in general, because I have watched it both on my smart TV right. and my PS5, and they're both crap. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. not every like ten minutes suddenly it just looks like you're looking through a potato and yes. I'm just like, what the hell? It's bizarre. And it lasts for like forty seconds yeah. and it comes back and it's fine, but it's like I guess I tried doing both because it was just so frustrating. And it's, You're it's effing just, yeah. Paramount Pictures. I know, Get your I know. ass together, people. Good Lord. Hulu can do it. Yeah, Disney well, can do it. Hulu still has issues on my on Yeah, my I get some freezies yeah. on the Hulu. It does, for me, the, the Hulu, it gets out of sync. The audio by yes. the, end, the end of an episode mm-hmm. or something, it's so far out of sync. It'll do that. It's just, it's, it's again... Compression, yeah, and I know, you know, I know all of the stuff that is just it's 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 a bummer. I, I, look, the funniest thing is is <laughs> we're basically going from cable to streaming, and then yeah. streaming is going to be cable again. Yeah, yeah, because everything's going to merge, yeah. and they're going to, and it's like, oh, we invented cable TV. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> hey guys, here's an idea. We're going full yeah. circle because they've realized they can't make any money on streaming. No, no, which is weird. But, you know, and so now they're pushing, everybody's pushing their garbage, low-tier, commercial-infused option. Oh, well, that's what, that's what it's eventually going to be, is, is going to be all commercials again. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be crap. I mean, it's going to be annoying. Yeah. yeah. And then now, now idiots like Zazlov, oh, I don't like you, Zazzy. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, Zaz, I'm coming after you. So a total of 16.8 million LaserDisc players were sold worldwide, of which 9.5 million were sold by Pioneer. By 2001, LaserDisc had been completely replaced by DVD in the North American retail marketplace as media were no longer being produced for LaserDisc. Uh, Players were still exported to North America from Japan until the end of 2001. The format has retained some popularity among American collectors and to a greater degree in Japan where the format was better supported and more prevalent during its lifespan. Yeah, it... Like like we talked about, you know, Japan takes their technology very seriously. Oh, they do. Um, they do. But it's it's a shame. It's funny. I miss LaserDisc because in a weird kind of creepy way, you were in a club yeah. that not a lot of people were in, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I remember – I still have dreams to this day <laughs> of perusing Dave's LaserDisc yeah. and going in on uh, – Ventura Boulevard, oh. going to Dave's, yeah. and every piece of S stuck up cinephile <laughs> a-hole mm, is in there. Oh, flippity, flippity, flip. Flippity, flip. Oh, uh, do you have the Japanese version 456 of The Matrix? Because I don't like this version. Look, NTSC <laughs> is nothing. It is garbage. No. It is a garbage region. Oh, good Lord. But I would go in there all the time <laughs> because I loved LaserDisc. And it's not – I never had a giant collection because they were pretty pricey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got half of my collection for free uh, when my buddies were working at – My buddies. <laughs> when my friends – I can't – that really bothers me. <laughs> my buddies. Anyway, uh, when my friends were working for Richard Donner, I got all of his movie. I got all, oh, all, yeah, all the Lethal yeah. Weps, uh, all the uh, – 
Supermans. Mm -hmm. So I got like half of my collection was freebies from from Donner because they're just sitting in a closet. Um, (laughs) But I remember just going there and and you – it was so exciting to get it and to bring it home because, yeah, it wasn't just watching the movie. It was all the extras that you yeah. really didn't see. Yeah. Unless you watch some behind-the-seas documentary. Behind yeah. the seas, Behind the seas, say? yeah. Under Somewhere the seas. Somewhere yeah. behind the seas. Ooh, ah. Uh, behind the scenes. Yes. Unless you watch something on TV that was a behind-the-scenes kind of gig. Yeah. You didn't really get to see any of that crap. And I was fascinated by all that Same. stuff. Same. Ever since Star Wars came out and they would do specials on the special that effects. Was, yeah. And the models. Yeah. It just totally goosed my gooser. And I yeah. just loved that stuff. So that, the f- that was always with the USA Network when they would show the Star Wars stuff. The afterwards, there would be like the hour-long documentary oh, about the yeah. making. And it was like, it's like 1991. And I'm like, I have to see this. I have to see this. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just, it was so great. To be able to, A, see movies the way that they should be seen. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, look, our TVs were crap that back then. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, I mean, you're still projecting a 16 millimeter or 8 millimeter. still going to be better quality. Sure. But it's like, you know, and we're all watching everything on like 26 inch TVs. They're like, oh, that's yeah. a 32 inch TV. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I remember when screen. we upgraded to 32 inch. Uh, but from it was, 17. So it was quite a leap. But for me, I remember. It wasn't. I remember when Laser just came out. I remember going to friends' houses, yeah. and they're like I said, their dads were like, oh. yeah. And they all their dads wore pants. They didn't just come out in their <laughs> underpants. Um, yeah. So they come out. You know, they'd show you the whole thing and their setup and their speakers. And you know, I got quads out now, and that, all that just effing fascinated me. Yeah. And then you watch it, and it's booming, and you know, all the stuff's going on, and and the picture quality is great. And I just fell in love. But I, you know, I didn't have the money or, you know, the resources to get it. But, right. you know, I worked in college at a video store, so I saved up a lot right. of money. And I remember in Boston going into this one stereo store. I forget the name. It was like Boston Stereo. It was something really original. like Boston that. Hi-Fi. Yeah, Boston yeah. Hi-Fi with quad sand. <laughs> but I remember what got me to get a laser disc player. It was a, uh, a series of events. Okay. So I first saw one of the first surrounds I'm doing quotes yeah. surround sound players right which was like a receiver it was its own thing you had to buy a receiver and this unit, yes yes you know? yes 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 and that and that was the thing where it's like I remember being in the store and he's like you want to be in a church boop we're in a church right right and it's like oh my god and he's like you want to watch you know you want to listen to your rock albums like you're at a rock concert I'm like I don't listen to rock albums <laughs> though, but okay and he's like you're in a rock concert, and then you got your Dolby, and you got your DHC, and if it doesn't have Dolby, it'll make Dolby for you. And I was like, I have to have this. I have yeah, to have it. Yeah, yeah, I have to. And so I got that in college, and I just remember, like, loving that. Right. And also being like, mm, all these extra, you know, uh, cathedrals and stuff, right, you never really right. use them. No, it's no. It's just a bunch of I echo. Don't. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Hey, here's reverb. But at the time, it was groundbreaking. Of course. Yes, yeah. So I had that in college. And when we graduated college and we moved up to L.A., I moved up to L.A. with some friends of mine. I was in San Diego. They were back east. And I remember I went to the store and I bought like a TV. And then they had a laser display on sale. Got one of those. And I finally had the setup, man. Yeah. I had the setup. And this was, you know, this was quad. There wasn't any 5.1 yet. I don't think that came around until... uh, it DVDs, wasn't until later. Really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean D- DTS, but not five point one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll, I, yeah, I'll have to look it up yeah. because I don't know. I mean, I should know because I'm into that sh- stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it was like I finally had the setup, and it sounded great, and it looked great, and we just had as three dudes that just graduated from film school. Yeah. We had the the key, man. We had yeah, the setup, yeah. and so then you go to Dave's. And, uh, you know, you had to deal with all the. And not only were the customers a-holes, but most of the people working there were snoots. Yeah, Snooty yeah. snoots. They were of like, course, yeah. Really? You're oh. buying this? <laughs> You're buying the North American version? <laughs> <laughs> you sad fool. You idiot. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to sell this to you because you're too stupid. Um but yeah, I had like Pulp Fiction. I had a bunch of stuff, and I remember my pride. I still have my yeah. pride and joy of my collection was when I was working for ILM. I used to get you know stuff super yeah. cheap yeah. from the ILM store, and they released the definitive Star Wars trilogy yeah. DVD collection, man, which is this beautiful black box. Oh yeah, it's and gorgeous. with this like uh, you got your little uh, Velcro. You yeah. know, then keeping it down, and it opens up almost like a a a, uh, a records box for yeah. you know yeah. for some for like a guy who keeps records right. about things, <laughs> not not records you listen to, right? right. But uh, like a Valis, yeah. Thank you, a Valis, yeah. excellent word, Adam. Thank you, thank you. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I'm gonna start using it. <laughs> but the Valis, yeah, type uh, container, and it had not only did it have all the movies, the theatrical cuts without right. any of the nonsense, nice, and it had all of these great. Uh, supplemental uh, things like bloopers, deleted yeah, documentaries, scenes, documentaries, extra features, yeah. all sorts. Every movie comes with an extra disc of extras. Oh, wow. wow. So there's three extra discs wow. just for extra stuff and a book, a big-ass oh, nice. book yeah. of That's all like the behind-the-scenes. The size of the laser discs. More yeah, bigger yeah, than the light. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. No, but I mean, like the it's like the full 12, 12 <laughs> yeah, inch. Yeah. Like it's just a. It looks like a coffee table. Book. Pretty much, pretty much. And we used to have a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Uh, every year. Yeah. Uh, that was our thing. We would make chili. So weird to me because so I hate sports oh, so much. It's so weird. But uh, but we would have this giant Super Bowl party in a tiny little. Like one time we had like a hundred people in this tiny oh, three bedroom apartment, and it was insane. Uh, but we would make chili every year, and we would find some crazy chili re- recipe mm-hmm. to try. And we would make one super hot chili and one kind of regular chili. So you just had a bunch, bunch of drunk, filled with chili. I mean, it's like the people, stupidest thing. People just farting constantly. Oh my God. It's like two bathrooms. <laughs> the smell like, in here is awful. <laughs> Did we not learn a lesson last year? <laughs> but every every Super Bowl, the Tradition was, as we were preparing the chili and as we were getting ready for the party, we would put on Empire Strikes Back on LaserDisc. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, and and it was just one of those things where if you were in the club, yeah. it was very cool. Right, 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 you know? right, right. And, and as a film guy, you know, a film, you know, yeah. a graduate of film school, and, and, you know, it's like you had... When somebody knew, like if somebody came over to your house and they saw your laserdisc player, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. What's the- Either they'd be like, "What? Why yeah. do you have that? It's stupid." And then you'd be like, "Okay, you're, yeah, we're not friends." Yeah. <laughs> or they'd be like, oh. "Oh, do you have the Japanese version of <laughs> the first season of Star Trek Song with of the South?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a few laserdiscs that are worth. 
some money now. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah. the most valuable. They're all there's nothing that's that's you know, a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred right, dollars. Right. You know, nothing that's crazy. Everything is around two hundred dollars. But one of the really still, that's still though two hundred bucks for a laser disc, man. Yeah. I, well, the funny thing is, is the uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars thing, which is yeah. like you know ten discs and all that stuff, <laughs> is still only two hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, the ones that are most expensive, which is just crazy, and this this shows you some of these show you the type of people that <laughs> own laser discs. One of them is Tracy. I love you. Do you remember this? Is that a, was that a porn? Well, this is for uh, uh, the youngers. Uh, Tracy Lords. Yeah. Was briefly enormously famous uh, as a teenager who used a fake ID to make porn. And so uh, this was her final pornography film. The one that was legal? The one that was oh, legal. Okay. okay. And uh, she, it, she turned 18 and cashed in. And everybody and, was like, nope, I'm yeah. out. Oh, so gross. It just shows how absolutely she was, gross. She was paid a million dollars to do that. Well, anyway. Despite the fact bucks. that she was in like 10,000 movies over three years where she was highly illegal. Oh, my God. So well, how much is it? 148, 148 bucks. 148 bucks for, for Tracy. I love you. You know what's really funny is that I worked in high school between 92 and 96. I worked at a Kmart in the electronics department. And when I started working there, we still didn't have laser disc players. Really? Like they never were a thing in, in, in Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I remember when – DVDs came in and like that became more popular, but like it was all just straight up like VHS. Yeah, that was it. Well, you would have to go to your good guys yeah. or yeah. your Best Buys or your Sam Goody. Yeah, wait, yeah. Sam Goody was a record. Yeah, but you would have to go to your good guys, or your Best Buy to get a laser disc player yeah. because they weren't just sold in you know Sears yeah. and whatever. Usually, you'd have to you know go someplace. Uh, a little more specialized to seek it yep. out. And in fact, now, I mean, that's how far we've come is that Best Buy is not going to be carrying uh, physical media anymore. It breaks my heart. Yeah. I I, I like physical. I still, yeah. to this day, yeah. would rather have physical media. I haven't purchased any DVDs or any I, yeah. in a while. In I a mean, while. I mean, I did. I got you a DVD for Christmas. And yeah. And I got the... Uh, a, the Ed Grimley on DVD for Christmas, which I love. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, I look out, we have four racks mm-hmm. of DVDs out in the living room. One side is TV shows. One side is movies. And there's such great movies on there. And, you know, I don't, I, I can't remember the last time. That we just popped one open. We just and popped it in. one in. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some movie night where we did. I think it was Die Hard, actually. I think we watched we? Die Hard on DVD. Good. Yeah. I, it's good to do that. I just think we get so spoiled with all I, this streaming. Yeah. I'm a huge culprit in the, like, I, if it's not streaming, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't know why, because I love DVDs, yeah. and I love that stuff. It's silly. It's just I think we've become accustomed to it. We've become acclimated to yeah. Just sitting. <laughs> the instant gratification yeah. of beep, bop, boop, and yeah, then there's the have, movie. Yeah, you used to have to get up, change the movie, yeah. and get up for a while, do something, and now you can just, what do, they, what do the kids call it? Bed rotting? Yeah. You bed rot. <laughs> God. Um, you know, and, uh, and not even move. But it, I loved Tuesday morning. Oh, same. I same. loved Tuesday. I would be working, and I did a job that was driving, and I would always fit in. It was so exciting. You know, the uh, I would get there at, usually when it opened. Yeah. You know, and you'd run in, especially on days when you knew, because stuff yeah. would sell yeah. out. Yeah. You know, a yeah. big release, you know, like a, a Matrix or a yeah, Star like the, Wars. Uh, yeah, or, like the big collection of mm-hmm. Matrix, man, that thing. 
that yeah. you would have to run in there and you'd have to get it and then you'd have your big old blue bag full of goodies and just yeah. the smell of yeah. that the DVDs the smell of the video <laughs> trying games. to get the security tag off in one piece yeah. so it doesn't it's like otherwise it's just you're like Argh. took yeah. forever yeah I, I, I worked I was working at Warner Brothers a lot with my friend Ryan and he he was huge he, even more so than me but he would literally be like he was my boss technically yeah. and he'd be like alright well we have to go run an errand or, or like, <laughs> and we'd leave at like 9 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock to go to Best Buy on oh. a Tuesday morning and come back and I think the bosses all knew but they were kind of like eh, what are we going to do sure I like keep them happy <laughs> happy worker happy worker yeah. Uh, yeah it's just I miss that I miss the anticipation of something coming out I miss devouring a DVD you yeah. know yeah. watching the movie watching the commentary watching all yeah. of the extras just having so especially like the cool ones like uh, Fight Club yeah or Seven that came in yeah. these really cool Special editions with like files and stuff with them. And and they put stuff together in such a way that it was very, very clever, very creative. I have the Evil Dead and it's a Necromicon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks like the book. Yeah. yeah, It's all falling apart now. It's a thousand (laughs) years old. But it was stuff like that. You you had your collection and you had the jewels of your collection. Yeah. You know, the the jewel of my DVD, the jewel of my LaserDisc collection was the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I would bring that out to show people. Don't even show them the movies, just show them the beautiful box. Just look at it, but don't touch it. it. Don't you dare touch (laughs) it. I miss Uh, walking to Blockbuster to rent a couple of movies. I the they anticipate what's in, what's not in. It's just, there was, it's just, you had to earn it, I think. (laughs) I my f- absolute favorite. I I I know I loved the same reason doing commentaries and stuff. It got to the point where I had so many DVDs yeah. and so many commentaries I never listened to. <laughs> yeah, but like m- you would miss out on some amazing stuff, like the Total Recall release that it was literally Mars. Yeah, and and then when you had a commentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Paul Verhoeven, and they. Both have pretty thick accents. Ow. So half the time you have no idea what they're saying. Uh, look, my eyes are bulging out of my face. Until you realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger is literally just doing a play-by-play of the movie. <laughs> look at this. Uh, I get into the chair, and then they say you're another guy. And I'm like, well, I'm not the other guy. Why would I be another guy? But it turns out I am the other guy. Oh, look, yeah. Mm, I put on a face of a big woman. Uh, look, I'm a chubby lady. On the escalator, when he uses the guy as a human shield, he's like, I, it's a human shield. Ha, ha, ha. Look, it's a human shield. Look at the bullets. Ha, ha, ha. Paul Verhoeven's just like, rah, 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 rah. it's like, no idea. Yeah, but a little bit of a it is the most unintentionally funny commentary yes. I've ever heard. And it's like, that wouldn't have been possible on a VHS. Yes. Uh, you know, we, or now with streaming. I mean, well, I remember when we... When we were released Carbuncle on DVD, yeah. we did commentaries. Yeah. And it, like, for me... Doing a commentary yeah. on a DVD was like, it was, oh my it was God. huge. It you was, made yeah. it big. Yes. It was a big time. I, I have a commentary that nobody's going to listen to yeah. or on a movie that they'll never see. So, but I have it. <laughs> and we had the deleted scenes <laughs> on there. And yeah. it was a neat package. And for me, I just loved having that package of something that I created. Right. It felt right. like, oh, okay, right. I have done something. I can yeah. put this in my collection. Yeah. Although I don't think I have a copy of it anymore. But, uh, but it just, it, we're missing something with just this easy delivery service, I well, think. Well, and this is the thing is that streaming could easily 
do commentaries. Yeah. I mean, because you have multiple audio in, you know, like choices. Sure. Like you could easily have a director's commentary yeah. on something. And I, and they just don't. Yeah. And I just don't know why. I just don't think there's an appetite for it anymore. I don't think people, people are just kind of like, get in, get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. Time is money. Mine is money. When there's five new pieces of media every Friday that it's like, well, I got to get through all this stuff this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it's, you, you know, know. More than that, really. <laughs> it's just a lot. You're very, it's very true. It's very much more get in, watch it, get out, watch something else. Consuming media is, is a passive uh, experience now. Yeah. Where it used to be less passive. It used to yeah. be you, you had to put the physical media in, you had to buy the physical media, you would read the liner notes. Right. On your CD, yeah, you would yeah. read the little packets that came with your DVD. You would, oh, man, we used to get actual instruction manuals with video games. You know, stuff yeah. that uh, helped. Well, it's just a shame that that physical media has died and yeah. are dying. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's not quite dead yet, but it's getting there. And it's, it's going to be a problem. You know, yeah. I mean, once... These streamers die, you know. Yeah, what, yeah, what are you going to do? When we're covering so many films and TV shows that they're not available to stream. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason I've the, literally the last like five DVDs I bought was because of the show. Yeah. Because it was like, well, I can't find anywhere and I'm trying not to pirate things. Sure. So it's like, I, you know. And they're all good to have in your collection, too. I yeah. mean, that's why we always say, hey, maybe pick it up for 10 bucks and throw it in your collection yeah. because you're going to want to have at least some physical media yeah. in case something happens, you yeah. know? Yeah. If there's I mean, a, a, a big old. Uh, EMP pulse or something, or <laughs> you're not gonna have a TV anyway. You get a generator. <laughs> you're not gonna have a TV. It's not gonna work. It'll work unless it was on. I'm more worried about the future of our country and how this stuff is gonna get banned. Maybe. Who? Ugh, that is so. That is just depressing. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that I actually am like, I, oh, that might be true. I I have a feeling that this entire month is gonna be very bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I. Like I said, I adored the Laserdisc. I think it's my favorite of all yeah. uh, video players. Yeah. The DVD player is great. I loved it. It it I have, you know, way more DVDs than I had yeah, yeah. Laserdiscs. But I think Laserdisc probably would have lasted a bit longer if they started selling TV shows. Like Yeah. Because that really yeah. helped DV that really helped DVDs was, you know, yeah. oh, I can get Arrested Development, or I can get yeah, this show, get a, and I can binge it. A full it. series, yeah. And I think there were a few, you know, yeah. Star Trek, and there was a few series on, but they didn't really hit, like, The right. Simpsons and this and that. And yeah. I think it would have helped make it live a bit longer. Yeah. Because that yeah. was a lot of the DVD business was, oh, I'm buying all well, the Magnum P.I. Or, yes, you know, for- but the issue was that even Star Trek, which was only five seasons— Still had like twenty four episodes, three in each, seasons or three seasons, yeah. but it still had like twenty four episodes in each season or twenty. Well, we'll say twenty episodes sure. in each season. So there were sixty episodes, meaning you needed at least thirty laser discs right. to have the entire series. This is basically, well, yeah, you'd know, have to either have compressed ones and have they would have to be on the, the sixty minute yeah. ones, yeah, and then one episode on each side. And even then, maybe well, then maybe it's sixty discs because you've got. The, you got to flip it over in between to keep the right. quality up. I mean, it's just, it just, it was a great idea. And learning more about it, I'm kind of sad I missed the Laserdisc fad. It was so, all right, don't call it a fad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it did come and go. I mean, it's I a fad. Just, I'm just teasing. But uh, it, you did feel like you were a part of an exclusive club. Yeah. And it really was the way to watch movies, even though you had to get up and 
turn it over or whatever. Let's make a kid do it. You know, every we didn't have movie night anywhere else but right, our apartment right. because we had the goods right. and you know we had the sound and the pitch, yeah. and uh, and yeah, it's just yes, I have a, basically a movie screen in my bedroom. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and yeah. and. Pff, it's as big as some of the screens in like uh, the Malibu, <laughs> in Malibu with the Alamo Draft House, or some of those other yeah, little theaters. Yeah, yeah. But I still miss sometimes the giant top loading VHS. Yeah, yeah, that if you yeah. Eject, you had to keep your hand away from the yeah the, would, the, the holder if you open it up, you're yeah. gonna break your hand off. And they have giant crappy TV where you. It's all wood paneled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. pull the thing back, and it's got the three tubes that hit the mirror. And oh, yeah. The yeah. Screen. And, you know, there was just a lot of really cool stuff, and it was made really interestingly. You know, yeah. you had consoles that were bars and stereos and yeah. TVs. And it was, it was furniture. Yeah. Part of, yes, furniture, because everything was so damn big and bulky. <laughs> if you're into something, it's. It's hard now, unless it's like Dungeons and Dragons or something that lends itself to minutia or to yeah, you know, dice and buying stuff and having things, right, right. actual things. Binging now kind of just seems like I miss a lot because it's just it's on and it's going. Right, and right. You know, there's right. no. It's like oh, here's Friday. The funniest thing is, is everybody was so worried about VHS and Laserdisc yeah, and DVDs yeah. in terms of box office and in terms of right. uh, the cinema. Yeah, yeah, but it's the streaming that's ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know? true. It's and true. It's, it's the fact that it's finally coming true. Look, let's look at the the movie that came out last month, Marvels. You know yeah. that, for all intents and purposes, supposed to be a really good movie. Yeah. But I and I don't think it was the trolls. I don't. I think what killed it was, I can see it on Disney in a month. It's by Christmas. It's going to be on. You know, Disney Plus. And you have all these idiots that are just like spewing all this stuff that I don't want to deal with the hassle. Yeah. I don't want to blah blah bloop. And you know, so back in the day, you would see the movie in the theater. You'd love it. Six months, eight months later, it would come out on VHS or DVD yeah. or Laserdisc, yeah. and you'd buy it. And you put it in your collection, and you'd get all of the commentary and extras, and you would enjoy even more of that film by right, seeing the right. bloopers and the deleted scenes and the short film that it was based on and the bleep right, bleep right. bleep And now you you just consume it, and then that's it. Like yeah. I, most of the stuff that I watch, I can't tell you what yeah. it was about. Really? Yeah. You know, I don't, it, I don't, it just it's, goes it's, in yeah. one ear. There's certain, you know. There's always going to be things that that stand out, like yeah. Blue Eye Samurai, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, things that are that are exceptional. But I don't know, man. I just think maybe it's just the grandpa in me. <laughs> but I really miss having a library or a collection. I mean, we still do, yeah, you know. But it's like I'm not going to resupply everything with HD, yeah, yeah, DVDs or whatever. No, 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 that would be stupid because <laughs> you couldn't play it anywhere. But whatever, 4K Blu-ray, yeah, I'm not, badge, I, whatever they're called. I don't think I'm ever going to buy a 4K Blu-ray. I I think I might buy the Indiana Jones to complete oh, my yeah, collection because yeah. I have the other movies on Blu-ray. I, I've only purchased maybe a dozen Blu-rays. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, you know, and that's all stuff that I know I'm going to rewatch. And, yeah. and, I, and I got it because I wanted it to look as good as possible. Exactly. I have uh, collections, you know. I have, yeah. Plus, I was working at right. ILM right. then, so I have the... The six Star Wars movie collection. Yeah. And I have yeah. the three uh, 
Batman collection, the right. Christopher Nolan right. Batman movies, and the Indiana Jones collection. Yeah. You know, they're over there, you know, on the next to oh, the records. Right. In, in the place of honor <laughs> in my room. And I'll still watch them, but, you know, and, and I made sure when we got the PS5s to get one with a disc yeah, same, tray because same. there are certain games that I will definitely buy, A, because we can share them, yeah. but B, like, Red Dead Redemption is one of my favorite games of all time. I want the physical disc yeah. in case anything what happens. happens. Yeah, what yeah. happens when Sony says, well, you don't have access to this anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they can do that. And yeah. all of the the, the, the the horrific thing, not horrific, I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> horrific things going on in the world, let's be honest. But the crappy thing is, you you you. I've been a, a member of PlayStation Plus for 10 years, 12 years, maybe yeah. longer. Yeah. If I stop... For one month, I yeah. lose every single one of those hundreds yeah. of games that yeah. I got for free that I paid for. Which, Technically paid for, yeah. Which is garbage. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they could take it it's away from you. Trap of the digital. They yeah. can take it out of your library, Library, yeah. which is great. Like the PT, the, the that teaser for the oh yeah, uh, yeah. the Silent Hill game. That, yeah, Hideo that Kojima. Yeah, yeah that yeah. because of he got, you know, he left. Uh, right, right, right. Konami. Konami. Or Konami fired him or whatever. Smart move, whatever, Konami. Whatever, yeah. But, uh. You know, they they physically removed that and took it away from you. You had to, like, download it onto something yeah, and hide yeah, it from yeah. them right. to be able to keep it. And it's just, that's... It's just ridiculous. You buy something, you should be able to own it. Correct. Right? Correct. And that's what you got with laser disc, And that's, that's what you have physical. That's It's yours. Yeah, I would love to hear from anybody who was part of the club, yeah. the laser disc yeah. club, because, you know, there's only a million of us <laughs> in the United States, apparently. <laughs> But uh, but did you feel the same way? Did you feel like a little bit special because you had something that other people right. didn't? And right. not like better, you know, not like, oh, I have something that you don't, and I'm better than you. But more it's like a secret. You have a secret club. You have yeah. a secret doorway to go and enjoy movies better than anybody else at home could at the time. Yeah. If you met somebody that has a laser disc player and you had a laser disc player... You immediately had something in common. Yes. I made a lot of weirdo friends <laughs> just because we had Laserdisc players. All right. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to cover the Walkman. <sighs> Baby, the Walkman changed uh, the effing world. It did. It really it did. did. I mean, you don't understand. You will next week. Yeah. But you don't now. <laughs> Get some Laserdisc, baby. Let's bring it back. Digital. Chomp, 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 chomp. You like my ASMRs? Peas, pup, puppy, pup, pea, peacock, petunia, pup, 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 pup. Okay, warmed up. Gabba, gabba, goo. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been, been rolling for a while. Uh, Gen X Files show 146 laser disc. So this is another. Uh, it's. It... <laughs> We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, 21 Jump Street, already in progress.